0: welcome back into the royals farm report my name is joel penfield joined as always by alex duval and josh kaiser what's up guys what's up what's happening not too much good enough uh because we're not going (laughs) to talk about what happened on sunday so we're just going to move right past that it's baseball season now as long as manford gets his shit together it's baseball season it is
1: officially
0: bobby witt junior season it is but yes it is bobby witt junior season
2: plus it's uh we got snow incoming so uh If we're dreaming of a white, I don't know, a white Wednesday, then it's a a good night. It's going to be a, what are they?
1: Yeah. Anyway, I was going to sing. I'm not going to do that. Please don't. Do it. Don't. No.
0: No no one needs to hear that. I don't need to hear that. Maybe your wife does, but I don't know if she likes you that much.
1: No, nobody likes me enough to hear me sing. It's not even like one of those things where it's like, oh, he's singing. It's like a, what? Who's dying? (laughs) (laughs) No. So anyway, I was going to sing like the
0: white, like white Christmas, but yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a snow no, day for you and you don't it have is to go to work snow tomorrow. Day for me. And
1: I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I mean, I still got to work tomorrow, but I don't have to go to work tomorrow. There's, there's, there is a difference between working and going to work. So I will be working tomorrow, but I will not be going
0: to work. Yeah, that's, that's going to be me. I am 100% not driving in that crap. Not because I don't trust myself. I don't trust other people. No. Because people lose their minds when they are so like it's not even that they're being more careful; they're being more stupid. I yes. don't,
1: I don't understand Tomorrow it. Tomorrow is officially the first uh, statewide drive like a dumbass day <laughs> across the state of Missouri and Kansas. So that is what we're that is what we're getting into is just forget everything you know about driving, get out on the snow and spin some tires, and let's just see what happens.
2: It's the first downside. I've been working from home for the last two years. So it's the first downside is if you work from home, there's no, I mean, there's no, I can't make it to work today because the, the roads are bad. I mean, this is the first time where I've actually had a, having a downside to working from home. Well, that is the worst part of this for kids in high school these days. They don't have any more
1: snow days. So like yeah. we have, well, the first five snow days for us for every school year are going to be virtual days. The state's given us five of them, right? So these kids, what's the old, like the old social media meme. They'll never know what it's like to wake up and watch the news. Like <laughs> the, <NBA laughs> yep. at the bottom. they won't ever know what it's like to really have a snow day. It's like to really know that feeling because my kids are going to wake up and have stuff to do tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm already out wait
0: or I, even if I wasn't up yet, my mom would come in like at right around the time I'm supposed to wake up and go, Hey, no school, go back to sleep. I sleep like two more hours. I get up, I get all bundled up and go sledding and then come back in, have more hot, have some hot chocolate, and then go back out and have a snowball fight. That That's the good stuff. We, we all got out of school at the right time for that. Yes. 1, <laughs> well, that,
2: did, that didn't go anywhere. Just the the uh, <laughs> attention. You don't have school. Yeah, That's way different now. But You don't you have school. Do that, Full so. stop. <laughs> yeah. Here's a text message. You look at it. Yeah, cool. Boom, out of here. I had that in college. That was always
0: really fun. But we but I went to college in Oklahoma and it doesn't snow as much there as it <laughs> yeah. I, we get ice storms. And so it was school like school is closed for ice. And is so the
2: hottest place I've ever been, so it makes it is, a lot of sense.
0: It's really kind of anticlimactic when you look outside and it's not snowy, it's just cold and miserable and depressing because you mm. just see the icicles coming off your car, and you know you're not gonna be able to get your car door open, so you're just kind of you're really stuck or on the days where it was icy and we still had to go to school because the school would like they they didn't close campus. And by the time I'm done with my 8. AM five people had already like fallen on the brick and on the like concrete on campus that they closed campus. Finally. It's like after I'm already my 8. AM class, what are we doing? (laughs) Shout
2: out to all those hard ass old school superintendents. Like it's nothing. Get in here. What are you doing? Get in school the worst part about all
1: that was you wake up, you're, you're watching the ticker and then like, so at blue Springs I would have like, um, I don't remember what the, the one right before it was, but the one right after it was like, I don't want to say Boonville for sure, but like right after the, you know, the BL's would be like Boonville or something like that. Mm-hmm. The one right before it, I felt like it was like Belton. Maybe it would go like Belton, and then skip straight to Booneville. You're like, no, yep. cancel the school. So you get up, you go get a bowl of cereal. You come back. You're still waiting, Benton or Belton. Boonville, damn it. <laughs> a little a <laughs> bit longer. And then the Blue Springs pops up. Throw the cereal bowl in the air. Look like LeBron. throwing yep. stuff. Just yep. making a mess. It's like, I'm not. Yeah, anyway, that is, that is officially gone. And I feel bad for these kids. Yeah, snow days are the best.
0: If we do want five to talk five. about football, move, football news, Tom Brady retired. The bad man can't hurt us anymore.
1: Yeah. Did you see the Colts tweet
0: about that? was so good. We'll see you, SpongeBob. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> the the Jets tweeted, this can't, this better be real.
2: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was going to say, I said, when I saw the news, I like to throw it in a group chat and be like Tom Brady retired again. <laughs> the only thing I could think of, and I tweeted
1: it out over at the Twitter account, but. The only scene of of like that I could think of when he decided he was retiring was Christoph Waltz in Django Unchained talking to Leonardo DiCaprio. He's like, Mr. Candy. He's like, normally I would say Alvider Zane. But since I never wish to see you again, to you, sir, I say goodbye. That's all I could think of is good riddance, sayonara, see you never. I hope whatever you're doing in your after football life sucks. Go away. just never return yeah, he's only he going
0: home back. he's only going home to his rich supermodel wife and his multiple companies that are going to rake in money for eternity
2: life is Can hard you imagine
0: them. making that much money and being married to someone who
2: makes more <laughs> I, I, think saw I saw the, 700 million combined is that something what they, like that yeah something like I, that I saw
0: worth? i think i can't remember where i saw the tweet but it was like the time lapse of brady's career like his headshots. it's like tom brady aged backwards i'm like yeah that's what botox and a
2: facelift does mm. guys like what are, we, what are we, no kidding
0: tom brady looks better at 44 than at 20
2: because he had some work done guys no no see he needs strawberries and everybody knows a strawberry ages you he does i mean he doesn't, he doesn't shave down your jawline though no it does <laughs> i mean i eat a lot lot of strawberries clearly if you could see me you could clearly understand man that dude eats a lot of strawberries and they're right i love strawberries they're they're delicious so are strawberries
1: is that what comes in that white can that you were drinking the other night
2: it was yes it was just straight up that was a puree so it was a little bit classier since uh since we were in tailgating i can't just like mainline strawberries for the rest of uh rest of the game so no i just keep i was keeping it low for that that white can i had on that that white in. can. Okay, so it's strawberry puree. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. That white can, incidentally, of strawberry puree forced me to very much sulk the rest of the day. And then I went to bed and slept on my neck wrong because I probably just didn't move. So now my neck is still just super stiff. And, you know, I'm still blaming it completely on uh, Andy Reid not running the ball in the second half. We said we're gonna, to
0: we're, we're gonna we're we're gonna move on.
2: Yeah, we that that <laughs> should, that fall,
0: thing. that that is the new like game that shall not be named. Like we've had a couple of those as Chiefs fans over the years. That that is that new category. Of, well, not I will of
1: say category. really quick before we totally move on today. My I had some kids in class that were talking. there were kids are working on a project, and I overheard a group that was working talking about um, the game, how much that sucked, and blah blah blah. And I just I overheard this, and I was like, you guys. Don't even know. And I started showing them Tyler Palco highlights. Mm-hmm. Remember the Hail Mary <laughs> where he oh. chucked the ball from the 50 and McCluster caught it on like the mm-hmm. four. I was like, yep. we used to have a quarterback who couldn't throw the ball 50 yards in the air. Like this is, this is the glory days. And Hale so was I, I had to go Tyler back in
2: wildcat days. I the showed th- them some th- Tyler th- 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 the thick th- th-
1: bone, th- the thick bone. Th- I showed bone. them. Yep, I showed them some of those highlights. We watched, Dwayne Bowe, alligator arm, a touchdown pass that would have sent us to the playoffs. So I remind them of how bad things used to be. And I think they appreciate Patrick Mahomes more now. They should. So I,
0: I will say this is all I have to say about football. And then we're going to move on. It is going to be really funny to watch the Chiefs be the odds on Super Bowl favorites again. Uh, mm-hmm. Going into the next season, and Mahomes will be talked about by pundits as the sixth best quarterback in the AFC. <laughs> I saw you, you watch. So, <laughs> they, they they will have Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, or Burrow, Allen, Herbert, uh, Mac Jones, and Lamar Jackson ahead of him going mm-hmm. into next season.
1: I saw on ESPN today two very real headlines. So you know how if you have your my favorites, my teams. And then if you go on the ESPN main page, they have the news, your news, whatever. Mm-hmm. The two videos I saw, one was Keyshawn Johnson. Oh. And I swear to God, Keyshawn Johnson, the title was The Chiefs May Never Go to the Super Bowl again. The other headline was Have the Chiefs just wasted Mahomes Prime?
0: He's 26. <sighs> so
1: ESPN is already ready to ready to bury Mahomes. And and people like like the whole narrative of like, oh, nobody believes in him. People have been picking against Mahomes the entire postseason for a, much of the regular season. Like yep. as much as like we all made fun of KNBC for like we weren't supposed to be here. And that was an awful tweet. But at the same time, it's like there there really is like a, like a piece of the NFL media who's ready to bury him. So yep. we can go on. Josh has something prepared for us. But there is – I cannot wait for the narratives this offseason because we're going to get a full season of John Wick I think it'll be uh, the FU tour uh, I, for sure.
0: I have talked to uh, I think it was Kent Swanson and BJ Kissel about this like the final form. We've talked about Patrick Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, Patrick Levan Mahomes, Levon. We're getting Petty Levon. Mm. Like we're we're getting Petty like Petty Mahomes. We're getting we're, we're not even getting that. We're getting Petty Levon for an entire season next year. Can't wait. I, and I don't even think that's his final form. I think that's just like the final form right now. <laughs> Josh, it. you have the floor, sir. I had, to, I had to get at least something.
2: Okay. Well, uh, what Alex kind of teased last week was a uh, family feud style game. And if uh, if you're familiar with me and my past history, I uh, had a podcast that was basically half shenanigans, what we call them, just ridiculous games. And uh, some of it was trivia. Some of it was stupid movie and uh, TV show Rotten Tomatoes scores. Uh, but we also did a family feud style uh, game here. And I kind of meshed a little bit of the same. I've got three rounds of this Family Feud style game, uh, two that are kind of acting like more multiple choice trivia that we've got for you. And then I did crowdsource uh, answers for the third round. So um, shout out to anybody who gave any uh, answers there on Twitter or social media, or if I just flat out ask you personally, I uh, appreciate it nonetheless. But um, you guys know how to play. Yeah 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 okay so we're going to start off this first one is going to be a trivia uh type of thing so as always i'm going to read the question you guys say your name to buzz in and then we'll go from there cool do we have nicknames i'm i'm all for giving your styles nicknames you have to call me nighthawk <laughs> nighthawk joel what do you want to be
0: Oh, uh, what was the nickname from the movie? Crap. <laughs> I I just watched the movie like three days ago and I can't remember what the other one was. Damn. Something
3: about a wolf, wasn't it? Oh, I don't
0: remember. I
1: actually can't remember now that you say that either.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Nighthawk. You used to Night call Hawk. me.
2: What'd can't remember. I can't, do I can't
0: that. remember.
1: That <laughs> would be <laughs> another great, just Will Ferrell lines. <laughs> yeah. One greatest ones. We'll put
2: that, we'll log that away. We'll log oh, it. That'll away. be an explicit. Isn't it just dragon? He's
1: true. like, you have to call it me? It might
2: be dragon. dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: you are dragon and I will be Nighthawk.
2: Oh, God. This is going to be confusing for the host here. Um, <clears throat> so let's get into it here. Say your name whenever you uh, have an answer for this. Since 2010, there have been 44 pitchers that have started a game for the Royals. What six players have started the most games in that time span? The Nighthawk. Go, Nighthawk. Danny Duffy. Danny Duffy is answered number one. Well done. We're going to do this. There's six answers, so we're just going to go on a scale. One last answer is worth one point. First answer is worth six points. Yeah. So you Danny said, Duffy's Duffy is worth six points at 204 starts over that time. You said wow. since 2010? Yes. Do you want to play <laughs> or pass? Uh, Play. Okay. Give me uh, Jeremy Guthrie. Guthrie is number three on this list at 103 wins. Or I'm sorry, not wins, starts. 103 wall starts. James Shields made he's only here for two years, but he made a lot of starts in
1: two years. So Guthrie was three with 103. Do I get three strikes like normal? Yep.
2: Okay. Yep. So give me um give me James Shields. Let's see. James Shields not here. He was number 10 with 68. Okay, so 68 was number 10. All right, um, let's go Jason Vargas. Vargi, not here either. He was number nine at 74 he for your second strike. He
0: time there for a year or two.
2: Yeah. So um, we're on our last round here. We got four answers remaining.
1: How many years did Ian Kennedy start? Probably not very many.
2: What about uh, Jordano Ventura? Ventura is number four on this list at 93. Man. Three remaining.
1: Volkhead is only here that one year. I'm trying to think of some guys back from like that 2011 team. But they were so bad early on. Mm, um, interesting thought process. I can't even think of guys that were on that team. Like, my, I'm just drawing a huge blank. Give me, oh man, I don't even have, have like a good guess. So give me um give me Ian Kennedy because I've I've had mad ideas. Kennedy number six with oh. 86 starts. Great so poll. Duff, Ventura, Guthrie, Kennedy, and I need two more. Um. Oh boy. I don't even have a good guess. Um, so I
2: will take um Chris Young. Chris Young is pretty far down the list. He had 33 starts, so that's your third strike, but he is on the list. So uh, very good effort there. Joe, we got 10 or I'm sorry, two more answers on the board. Number two and number five to steal all these points here to get a good start. What do you got?
0: Thank you, Alex, for helping jog my memory back to that 2010-2011 era. I'm going
2: to go Bruce Chen. Bruce Chen music Number two. Well done. Great steal for Joel. What a start. 104 starts for Bruce Chen over that time. Wow. Forgot about that. Man.
1: God almighty. I'm glad I forgot. I am glad that has been erased from my memory. So. Hey man, you don't you you
0: don't you miss <laughs> watching Bruce Chen chew his gum with confidence every fifth day.
2: Mm-hmm. I sure do. I wish he was. Is he on a TV squad somewhere? I don't think so. I remember when he was getting tryouts for uh, Fox Sports Midwest, and that was, I liked him. I liked him on there. Let's uh, let's move on here, Nighthawk and uh, Dragon. Joel's got a 19-point lead, but have no fear because these points are also doubled in the second round. So we're going back to the well on this trivia type of um, round here. And since it's kind of, MLB prospect ranking season—we've put out our own. I think, uh, Pro- or Baseball America just put out some. Keith Law has some out for the Athletic. Um, so it is that time of year. But MLB pipeline is what we're concerned about here. They've had they've had their rankings archived back to 2011. Okay, so since the, since 2011, what Royals prospects have appeared in the team's top 10 list the most? And those are updated uh, usually in the middle of the season at the end of the year. So it's usually at the end of the year when they get those prospect lists updated. So, what prospect has been on that list top 10 the most since 2011? Yep.
0: Nighthawk or Dragon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, now we're both getting lost <laughs> yeah, here. Now we yeah. are. Now Dragon, yeah. what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go Will Myers. Well, Meyer's not in the top five. Nope. How it's the top you? ten. Well, the team's top oh, ten Oh, five. List. okay, okay. Yeah, top the yeah, yeah. five players that have been in there, in the top five, top ten.
0: Okay.
2: What do you got, Nighthawk? Give me um give me Khalil Lee. Khalil Lee, nope. Not here either. They've both been in there uh two times. Since
1: 2011, Khalil Lee was only on in the top five twice for MLB pipeline. He's been in
2: the top 10 twice for an pipeline That's it. Yep. Yep. I almost don't believe you back to back to dragon. Oh,
0: uh, Bubba Starling. Bubba Starling. Number
2: two answer. Way to go. Good stuff there, Joel. You can choose to play or pass this one, buddy.
0: Alex looks confused. So I'm going to pass.
2: Okay. I like that's a that's a ballsy strategy, sir. Ballsy strategy. Alex, what do you got here? Foster Griffin? Foster Griffin is not in the top 5 on this list. He has been there. Let's see, 3 times, though. So, that's strike one.
1: Um, so since 2011, Mm -hmm. in the top 10 the most on preseason and midseason
2: rankings, it's usually just they just have one list per year now, and that's the last list of that year. So it'll probably be at the probably the last list of the season, usually for them.
1: So we're not including preseason lists.
2: Nope,
1: got it. Okay, that makes a little more sense. So since 2011. Um, let's go with, um,
2: Hunter Dozier. Dozier is on this list. He is number four. He tied, I guess, tied for two. All these guys have four, but, uh, he's been on there four times. So we have Dozier and who did Joel get out of the way?
1: Bubba. Bubba. Bubba and Dozier are out of the way. Okay. Give me, um.
2: Christian Cologne. Cologne made a lot of lists only on three though so good good I kept seeing his name pop up and it hurt me every time every time only three in that so that's strike two three answers still remain I feel like whoever's listening to this is just screaming a couple names Nick Prado Prado's been on three as well but he's not making the top he's not in the top five of this, this run. So we are back to Joel all roads back to uh, old dragon here to steal. We got three answers remaining and at least 12 points to steal. So what do you got there? Dragon Kyle Zimmer, Kyle Zimmer, number one with a bullet. He has been on the top 10, five times in that time span.
0: Uh, it's not something I should be cheering about because holy crap, you should not have been on the list that many times. <laughs>
2: this
1: is why you read the Royals Farm Report and not MLB Pipeline. Mm-hmm. That is a horseshit list. MLB Pipeline sucks.
2: Number three, old Alberto Mondesi. Been on there four times as well. This one came as a shock to me. I had no idea. Scotty Blewett has been in the top ten four times.
1: Read the Royals Farm Report, not MLB Pipeline. I'm actually shocked Adelbert Mondesi, so he debuted in 2015, so I guess... Debuted, he didn't,
2: but his didn't get prospect status revoked, so... Understood,
1: but you aren't doing preseason lists, and by 2016, he would have had it revoked, which means he was on it in 11, 12, 13, 14, 15?
2: Yep, or like yeah, maybe 12, 13, 14, and 15, or something like that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, that Kyle Zimmer one hurt quite a bit, too. But then you remember all those years where you see those mailbags with like Andy McCullough just could not get in through one of those mailbags without getting asked about Kyle Zimmer. I love that he still has that running joke. Yep. That's like my favorite thing. <laughs> no, I don't know where Kyle Zimmer is. <laughs> His new run of I have no further updates on the lockout is also a very strong run. So yes. shout out Andy McCullough. That's, uh, that's that good stuff Andy. again. So Joel's out to a screaming 41 to nothing lead here, but have no have no worries, Nighthawk, because the third round, points are worth triple, and there are five of them for this category. So here's the here's the category here. This is the crowdsourced one that I pulled, uh, had a lot of help to kind of pull this in. So what is your favorite nickname for a Royals player of all time? Dragon. Ooh, I heard Dragon first.
0: Country breakfast, Billy Butler. Let's just knock that one out easy. Number
2: one with a bullet. Yep. Yep. So, Joel, do you want to play or pass this category?
0: I'll play this one.
2: I like it. I like the confidence. What do you got? Um, Let's go with the waiter, Wade Davis. Not mentioned one time. How? Not one time was it mentioned. How? I'm telling you, man. Oh, man. I'm telling you. So, that's strike one. Nobody wanted that waiter.
0: Um, we'll go, go to hit wit
2: and it was mentioned, but not in the top top five. five. Yep. Ah. Give him that, that big fat X for strike two, one strike to go four answers remain.
0: So I did not pay attention to the Twitter sourcing. That's but good. I had to, but I had to go back, but I had to go do some research and like figure mm-hmm. out like what were some of these nicknames. I saw like the Executioner for Joaquin Soria. I never heard that one, but Joaquin Soria was here for a while, so I'm gonna go with that one.
2: That was number two. A lot of people liked it. Joaquin Soria was not one of those guys.
0: Yeah, that's what I figured. I was like that. The, I, that no, I don't. Know.
2: Not a fan of the Executioner, but a lot of people did. So that was number two answer on there. The rest of these got two votes apiece. Um, so three more. you have one strike remaining and the bottom three answers to give. Gordo Gordo not mentioned a single time.
0: What is this you did some terrible crowdsourcing?
2: <laughs> I don't there's been a lot of really, really good names, not of them like household names either. Uh, uh, some of them are household names, and some of them are not just really, really good nicknames so Alex, we're to you. You've got quite a few points to kind of grab here. If you uh, if you nail this, I, I'm not 100 sure if my math skills are right, but you do have a shot here to come back. So, what uh, what do you got for the best Royals nickname of player of all time? Are you muted? How many strikes do I get? None. This is just one one shot to steal. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow.
1: Well, honestly, I would have assumed Waiter was going to be on this list. Mm. The fact that Waiter isn't on this list really has my faith in humanity down a little bit. So I'm going to go with my favorite nickname in Royals history. And if it's not on the list, I'm hanging up and you guys are going to finish this without (laughs) me. All right. For the steal and the win... Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura.
2: Ace Ace Ventura, whatever. I mean, if it's... It. Sure, sure. It was number five. So you got those points. Well done. Well done on that. Good job. Let me so number here. three.
1: Let me, let me see if I can get three and four really quick. So okay. we have Country Breakfast is one. Two was what? It was Soria.
2: The Mexicutioner. Mexicutioner.
1: Yep. Five was Ace. I feel like... Bye, bye, Balboni
2: bye, bye, would have gotten yep. some older. Okay. Mentioned by one person, but it wasn't what? one of the one of the. others. nope. Okay, what about didn't um? Somebody was the G man or G men or G baby or something like that. Gary Gaetti was the G man. He also had was he the Rat? I think is what uh, what they said. I was talking to Max Reaper about it last night. I okay. think he was known as the Rat. As well, but Gene is Man is not on the list though. What about didn't they
1: call say so? The muscle hamster was Maurice Jones Drew. I yep. feel like that's who they called the muscle. No, the muscle hamster was somebody else.
2: No, you're oh. right. Muscle hamster was Maurice Jones Drew. Uh, yes, no, it was
0: no, it was Doug Martin.
2: Doug Doug Martin. Martin. Oh, you're right. That, that yep. a yep. That's
1: the a callback, yes. But Matt Stairs was also the hamster of.
2: Like, maybe a gerbil. I don't know. He was something. The Wonder Hamster.
1: The Wonder Hamster. That's right. I had
2: never heard of that prior to prior to this round, but boy, am nice? I pumped about it. It did not make it. It was mentioned, but not uh, not by more than one what person. What
1: are we missing? Um, I don't the know.
2: Never had a Pudge. Salvi and Haas. I mean, Moose? Moose was mentioned. Uh, Haas was mentioned. Bro Hearn for Ryan O'Hearn. Mentioned none of these were three or four. Nope, I, uh, I, got, I got nothing else. I Whitey, I the else. white rat Herzog is on that list, but not, not in the top five. Uh, number three was Bob the Hammer Hamlin. Wait, wait, wait one more, one more guess, and I'll be done. Okay, what? Uh, um, this is gonna this is the hardest one by far. Is it Al, um, the mad Hungarian Herbowski? Nope, damn, that I was mentioned, Al- but I do like that one too. You tell me, what was number four. It was Yasahiko Shake. The Yabuta. Shake. Yep. The Shake. Yeah, yep. buddy. Not about him. Okay. Yep. I love that one too. But uh, also Scott Scoots Magoots Barlow made the list. I like that as well. Scoots Not on the top Magoots. five. But uh, mm-hmm. th- that, pr- that player weekend and all those nicknames they kind of came out with was a pretty damn good marketing scheme. I, just being able to humanize those dudes is a big deal. Yeah, except, you know, some of them. Anyway, never
1: mind. but
0: we can talk about whatever you got off air. We can talk about that
1: coming through the pipeline. We have Italian breakfast. Yes. Denny K's we're working on with, with him with that. We will, we will find something for him. Mm -hmm. Um, There's gotta be something for, for Mazzucato. There has to be, there has to be something there. And even if we have to really emphasize it and talk with our hands, there has to be something there. Um, (laughs) We'll see. We'll,
0: we'll figure it out. Fine. But we'll
1: to get,
2: Al- Alex
0: alluded to it. But on the other side of this, thank you all for if you made it this far. Appreciate it because <laughs> we have a really good interview coming up after this. Uh, on the other side of this break, uh, we did an interview uh, with Ben Kuderna. He was second round pick of uh, the Royals uh, this past year. Local kid, Blue Valley South uh, Southwest. Uh, really excited to, that we had the opportunity to talk to him. He's a really good kid. Uh, he's got a, a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, you'll hear it right on the side of the break. We'll be right back. Alex, Josh, and I are now joined by the Royal second round pick in the 2021 draft, Ben Kuderna. He is a uh, local kid, been around, played for BC and some of these other programs, and now gets opportunity to play for the Hometown Club, you know, hopefully a couple of years. Ben, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Awesome. Thank you guys for having me.
0: I mean, I probably butchered your last name, even though right before we hit record, you said it, you know, it's been a long day, man, (laughs) but I I really, we really do appreciate the time. This is obviously a really cool opportunity for us. You're the first one from the 2021 class that uh, we've gotten the opportunity to talk to. So we're we're really excited for this.
3: Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to be here.
1: Ben, you aren't the, aren't the first local guy that's been a part of the system here recently back in 2016, the Royals drafted a right-handed pitcher who's now with the Padres organization, Grant Gavin. Uh, St. Pius X, UCM kid, Uh, Carter Jensen was part of your draft class, almost said a player who I'm not supposed to be talking about, but there's another kid who's semi-local, and then yourself, so there's, there's a few of you that are local, have you been able to sit back and really admire the fact that you've gone from a kid growing up in Kansas City, rooting for the Royals, playing for the scout team in the falls. And now you're wearing, I mean, you got the hat on right now. I mean, this is, this is your job. Like it's gone from the team you grew up rooting for to now this is, this is your job. Like how, how was that experience, especially last year during the draft process?
3: Yeah, it's been amazing. And uh, I think, you know, it's, it's slowly starting to hit me, um, you know, slowly, but surely, uh, you know, after kind of the draft, obviously, you know, getting my name called and then no one knows the Royals. Um, you know, it was kind of a surreal experience. Um, you know, super cool. And then, you know, we kind of jumped right into things. We got down to Arizona and, um, you know, kind of went through our stuff. Got to thrown again. So it, you know, like you said, it was my job. So we kind of got into it. But this offseason, it it was cool to you know kind of go back home and then you know sit back a little bit and be like, oh, like, you know, you're right. I am getting to play for my hometown team. You know, the team I grew up watching all my life and you know, now I get to work my way through the system and and hopefully be a big leaguer one day. I was talking, you know, we talked to
1: a lot of guys who, who go through that draft process. And, you know, I I don't know that necessarily people maybe understand, like, you know, some people there, there are, there are some times when players get drafted and it's like, whoo, my name was called, I'm going to sign with somebody I'm off. And then there are some times where there's, there's leverage that goes on, there's conversations going back and forth, with different teams, like, I think fans get so caught up in the product that is the NFL draft that they don't necessarily understand how different the MLB draft is. So without giving too many state secrets, you know, what was it like, like those conversations going back and forth before the draft where you're nervous because I'm sure you knew the Royals were interested, but there's also like the possibility if it's the Red Sox, let's say they don't have to honor whatever agreement you have. It could be anybody else. Was there like that, a little bit of, like, um, anxiousness, like hoping the Royal still got to take you, but obviously you're excited for wherever you end up.
3: Yeah, there definitely was, um, you know, especially morning of day two. Um, I got, I got a couple phone calls and, uh, luckily, you know, my agent, Sam walked me through kind of the whole process and what it was going to be like beforehand. Um, and he, he took most of the calls, you know, come day two, he told me not to answer any, and then they'll go to him. So it took a little bit of the pressure off me and, we knew we were in a good spot, um, you know, started day two and then, and then kind of leading up to the draft. So, you know, I was still just anxious because it was the Royals and, you know, just the whole process itself, um, you know, kind of, kind of makes you excited. But other than that, you know, it was, it was, it was cool. You know, it was just a, a moment to enjoy, you know, a process to enjoy a good learning experience um, and, you know, played out in the end.
1: I know you and Carter were both committed to go down to LSU. Was there any like, any any hint of an idea that you might both get to go wind up playing professional ball?
3: You know, I, I knew there was a chance, um, you know, with the same team, I, I don't think, you know, had even been a thought just because of, you know, how many teams there were and, and opportunities. Um, so I actually, and, you know, I got my name called. And so, you know, I was celebrating and, and answering phone calls and, and talking to some of the guys at the front office and finally got the chance to sit back down and, um, you know, I got a text and they were like, Hey, did you see they took Carter in the third round? And I was like, Whoa, I was like, hold on, hold on. They took Carter. And I was, so then I texted him and I was like, Oh, we're both going to the Royals, like two local kids. So uh, I didn't know until I got a text from someone, but then, you know, I called him and congratulated each other. And, uh, it was super cool, you know, two, two local kids that kind of grew up playing together and then, you know, end up getting drafted by the hometown team is pretty special.
2: Well, speaking of the hometown team, I mean, I remember kind of growing up. The some, seminal some moment for me was those fourteen to fifteen runs. Um, as like you growing up, being you know fully immersed in the baseball lifestyle, how special was that? Those runs to you, being the hometown guy, and um, just trying to you know be a fan at that point, but also just completely immersed in the baseball life.
3: Um, it was spectacular. is really the only way to put it? I think you know, you you grow up over the years and and you watch your hometown team and you go to the games and you're always a fan and, you know, success isn't always there. And, you know, they have runs and there's good and there's bad years and that's with any sports team. But, um, you know, kind of getting to grow up and watch them. And then the, the older you get, the more you appreciate the game and understand how hard it is to win a World Series, how hard it is to make playoffs. Um, and then, you know, when your team goes back to back years, making it to the World Series and then winning it in 15, um, it was incredible. You know, I, I got to watch some games and I got to go to one of the games and um, it was amazing. You know, it's just a, it was just a special experience, especially, you know, after they won in the parade, Um, you know, the whole thing altogether was, it was incredible. We had a, had a discussion last week of like the 2014
2: wildcard game compared to that Chiefs-Bills game. Uh, last week, and you know which one was the better game. I was fortunate enough to get be able to go to the wild card game, but I uh, was safely at home within my walls <laughs> to uh, to take in that Chiefs Bills game. So I guess which which one of those are you in? Are you are you kind of leaning towards the wild card because of the baseball savvy?
3: Oh, that's tough because I was lucky enough to be at the Chiefs Bills game, oh, um, and, and I was I was right on the ten yard line with that overtime touchdown. So that was pretty oh, hard wow. to beat. Incredible, um, and it was a great game. But you know that that fourteen wild card game. You know, I remember I was in eighth grade and we were outside with football practice, and we stopped our practice and everyone pulled their phones up and we were watching the game on our phones mid practice. So that was a pretty cool experience. Um, so I don't know. That's a tough decision.
0: <laughs> you have so, to watch
3: the end of it. Hopefully, with that two AM yeah. time there.
0: <laughs> so for the, uh, you talked about your relationship you built with Carter over the years, playing you know ball, growing up together through high school and club and all that, but. You know, you also have two high school pitchers that were drafted with you. Uh, Frank Mazzucato drafted seventh overall and then Shane Panzini not too long after you as well. Uh, can you talk about the relationship you've been able to build with those guys? Uh, you guys are going to be in the same rotation together, you know, for this season and hopefully moving forward as you continue to progress up. But what's it been like to to start to get to know those guys and be able to take you know secrets from them and little tips and tricks and all that?
3: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're like brothers. You you know, if you you met all four of us and, and had no idea who we were, you'd think we'd known each other, you know, since we were born. Um, you're a great group of guys, um, you know, Frank, Shane, Carter, all of us kind of meshed well just because we are the high school guys. And then, you know, there's the college kids in high school. But, um, you know, great kids all around on and off the field, um, you know, always pouring into each other, trying to help each other out, whether, you know, we're on the field, off the field, you know, taking pitcher fielding practice, Whatever it may be. But, um, you know, we've already got our nicknames like me, me, Frank and Shane, or, um, the trifecta, you know, and anything revolving around the the, the number three. We, we have a nickname for because we're always with each other. Um, but it, I mean, it already is like a brotherhood. And, and, you know, we've talked about this year and years to come, how excited we are just to play with each other, go through the system together. Hopefully I'll be at the big league stage together Um, so it's, it's awesome having, you know, those guys to surround, surround yourself with, and then kind of, you know, your brothers that you get to go and live daily life with.
0: So, not only that, but then you have these college guys you're able to spend some time with and instructs as well. You know, even like Eric Sarantola, you know, pitcher, you know, Luca Tresh, uh, Rivertown, which is one of the best names in all of baseball. I had to, I just wanted to bring him up specifically so I could say his name. <laughs> but what's it been like to get to know those guys as well? Obviously, they have a little bit more life experience, new, a little more baseball experience playing in college, Luca playing in the, you know, the College World Series and all that for NC State. Uh, What's it been like to, to get to know those guys and talk about some of those experiences they've been able to pass down to you a little bit.
3: It's been awesome. You know, the the college guys kind of took us under their wings from day one and and have poured into us and helped us out in whatever ways we need. Um, And, you know, ironic, you mentioned Luca. I'm, I'm rooming with him at the winter camp. Um, So, so he's my roommate and, and they, they just been awesome. You know, they understand that, that you know, we're younger and we're, we're still developing and figuring things out. And, um, you know, they're helping us along the way, you know, as, as much as a lot of the guys in the clubhouse have, you know, guys that have been in double A, high, low A, um, just just, you know, kind of helping us out in whatever ways we need. Obviously, you know, we're still trying to figure things out as high schoolers and, and kind of get into this. This baseball is your job world. And for some of these college guys, you know, college is kind of a job playing baseball there. Um, so they've been awesome, you know, informationally, um, you know, advice, whatever you need. They're, they're always there. And um, it's it's been awesome. And, you know, it's a great, great draft class, great group of guys that they all kind of helping each other out whenever we need. We've seen a couple
2: and this could kind of tie into the uh, relationships you've kind of built here. We've seen some uh, I mean, Alec Lewis wrote about it back in October that you got a little bit of a competitive uh, extra level of competitiveness a little bit. Um, you like to, you mentioned like watching Max Scherzer, which is certainly one of those over dead, over my dead body guys when he gets out on the Hill. Um, so I was just wondering, was there a time that kind of comes to mind that, uh, just kind of, you went
3: ridiculously overboard with competitiveness at all? Uh, definitely our state championship, my, my senior year. Um, I was just one of those games, you know, it was, it was. Crazy how it worked out. We, we won the first game and then we had semis in the finals and we were planning on starting me for the semifinal game to get to the championship, hopefully, um, because we thought the team we were playing in the semis, um, you know, was, was better, the best team we'd seen. Uh, we sat as a, a high school team, you know, with our coach. We sat in, you know, a group room in a meeting and we, we talked about it for half an hour at least, uh, decided we were going to save me for the championship. We were going to, you know, use our use our number two. Um, ended up beating the team 10 to zero in the semifinals. So, uh, you know, the second, the second we got to the finals, um, that, in that state game, I was, you know, I think that morning I woke up, um, you know, I was as locked in as I'd ever been in the, the second I told that rubber, um, there, there was no losing that game for me. There, there was no option. Like it woke up feeling dangerous as big (laughs) as There's,
1: there is a piece of that to where like the, the. The neat thing about high school baseball is and it's it's sort of when they, when you get down to the playoffs, it boils down sort of like to having a rotation uh, in the minors because in high school, some ways you can schedule it where, you know, every third game or every other game you could throw the same starter depending on how many games you have in a given week. But you get down to the, to the playoffs they're so back-to-back, it really does become more of a of a rotational thing. And like you, you guys were talking about between yourself, Panzini, Mazzucato, and all these other pitchers that are down there, in in preparation for spring training and in preparation for the the new minor league season, which is one game a week, now you might if if they stick to the five man rotation, you might get two starts a week. Otherwise, you're going to start on potentially a Tuesday and not pitch again until at earliest uh, a Tuesday um, or a Wednesday even. So when you're when you're talking about managing workloads and, and having to be in a real rotation maybe for the first time in your career coming out of high school, what is the prep like building up your arm in terms of getting ready to go down to spring training? I know you said you're already at winter camp. And so you're probably on a, on a regimented, you know, schedule already, but how, how different has it been building up for your first professional, your first full professional season?
3: Uh, It's definitely been different. You know, they, they've got us on on a good throwing program and, you know, obviously, um, you know, the coaches and the trainers that that make out these plans have, have done it a lot longer than I have. So uh, sticking to that plan. But I think the biggest thing is just where I at least I'm preparing and all of us are for, for a much longer season than, than high school and summer is. Um, so I think, you know, kind of the, the way we take things might be seem a little slower than what high school would be now. Um, but, you know, in the long run, we're going to be playing more games and we're going to be throwing, you know, an extra two or three months than I usually would. So I think just, you know, taking it slow and sticking to that schedule. But um, workload's definitely been heavier, which, you know, for me hasn't been a problem. Um, you know, it's kind of been nice. It's it's good to kind of get my arm going. I'm kind of a heavier throwing guy just so my arm stays conditioned. Um, but it's it's definitely been a little bit more. It hasn't been a problem. Um, but I kind of like it, too. You know, it's throwing more change-ups in practice. I'm playing a little bit more catch, you know, there's, there's days where, you know, my arm might be hanging a little more than it usually would, but there's also days my arm feels great because, you know, I'm, I'm throwing more than I usually would. So, um, it's starting to learn how to recover faster and I'm, I'm kind of training my body to get on that schedule.
1: I was reading, um, article at perfect game by Travis ice. Who's a former, uh, podcast, uh, guest of ours. Um, said you put on 20 to 30 pounds since you have got out of school. I have also put on 20 to 30 pounds (laughs) since I left school, a little bit different, but in all seriousness, how has that, how has that been? I mean, I, I know know, I've never put on 20 to 30 pounds of muscle before, but I mean, the physical growth, like, is there anything that you were like, as you've been throwing where you're like, man, I can feel extra juice behind my fastball. I can feel my body working for my arm more effectively than it ever
3: has a hundred percent. Um, you know, I think my biggest thing is just my legs have gotten stronger and you, you put on the extra weight and it just, if everything feels a little easier, everything feels smoother. And I think, you know, it helps smooth your mechanics out a little bit just because, um, you know, you're kind of getting to that body weight where your body's most comfortable with throwing. Um, so it's been great, you know, even instructs, I could tell, um, you know, it was just, it was easier getting off the mound. Um, uh, my pitches are better. They have more movement just because, you know I'm not as much of a skinny little twig anymore, and I finally you know kind of have the the mass and the weight where I can use my lower half more and allow my upper body to work. Um, so it's been great though. But you know you get you get down here, you get a gourmet chef making really good meals every day. It's it's pretty easy to put the weight on. I say, were you just w- walking around with like a IV bag full of whey protein, <laughs> and just that's just your normal routine? Then? It's uh, you know I was, I'm a high metabolism guy, so it comes and goes a lot, but. Um, you know, they, they feed us really well down here and the, the meals are really good. And when you finally get with the nutritionist and, you know, learn how to balance your meals and, and what's best for weight gain instead of, you know, your, my high school mindset, which was just, you know, eat as much as possible, which, which obviously doesn't work as well because, uh, cause they know what they're doing, but, um, you know, it was, it was pretty easy and, you know, it was subtle. It was over time, but, um, you know, I'm like where I'm at now, we'll, we'll probably put on a little bit, a little bit more, but now it's kind of just maintaining my body weight as we get into season and start playing more. Have you hit triple digits on the mound yet? I have not on the mound yet. That's, uh, it's, you know, right now is just just focusing on dialing in strikes and, and you know, throwing change up and slider and, and figuring that out. And hopefully, um, you know, at some point this season, if it's warm or, uh, you know, first first started an affiliate, whatever it may be, we'll uh, maybe be amped up and hit it a couple of times.
0: So I did want to ask you about Something similar to that, so there's a a video I believe you posted on Instagram, ended up kind of flying around Royals Twitter a little bit. Are you doing a pull down hitting 103? I never came close to hitting like 80. So, this may sound like a very dumb question to you, but from like, what's it like when you turn around and you see triple digits? I know pull down is very different than doing it off the mound, you know, doing your normal mechanics, but it's got to be kind of cool to see triple digits when you throw a baseball.
3: Yeah, no, it is, it's uh, it is cool. Um, it's one of those things, and you know, for me um you know if i'm doing a pull down or or whatever it may be um you know i kind of i have the reasoning behind it so so the you know digits and the and the vlo behind it you know isn't at the top of my list um, but yeah it's you know it's, it's pretty cool to to see it one or two times okay alex uh,
0: alex if you could pull down right now what would you hit
1: uh, i don't know if i got to 70 i'd be happy <laughs> my shoulder might come out of my socket, with the ball, yeah. which I'll, has happened before. It is maybe the the most pain I've ever been in, but I think I could get to 70. Like if you really ask me to,
2: you, you mentioned something back. I want to go back to, uh, when you're talking about the, your, your draft classmates and how uh, how you're kind of rocking the, the, uh, trifecta nicknames all over the place. But I want to know what your personal nickname Is there something you've gone by in the past or are we just going to have to you know, leave it up to the the group sourcing that is social media i mean we're all gonna be like Koo! when you get out there anyway so what's uh is there something you go by or we or is it gonna be up to us
3: yeah well, i think it's gonna be up to you guys um you know it's it's funny because i think my nickname's always been kudernuk because it takes people so long to figure it out and they struggle so much that it naturally just becomes my nickname because that's you know once they learn it they still they don't stop saying it so uh, it'll it'll probably be up to to the viewers and, and the, you know, the community that to figure out a nickname for me.
0: We, we've crowdsourced nicknames for guys in the past, so we'll, I'm sure we'll get something by about July.
3: Perfect. We got, we
1: got Italian breakfast from a Twitter follower, which is one of my new favorite ones. Les Norman, I know you talked to him a little bit uh, there during the draft process. Uh, I think what was his, Benny K's?
3: Benny K's.
1: That's a really good, that's a strong start. Yeah. If we have to start somewhere, that's a really strong place to start. So Benny K's, like if that if that stuck, that wouldn't be the worst nickname in the world. Bro. It would not be. All right, Ben, we appreciate your time tonight, man. Um, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you guys are busy. So if oh Joel, you go ahead, Joel.
0: Oh, sorry. So I got I got two questions to get you out before we get you out of here, you know, talk about just baseball in general here. So what, what's the pitch repertoire?
3: Uh, some four-seam, two-seam, change-up slider guy right now, um, perfecting those before we we try to add anything else in the arsenal.
0: Okay, so you can ditch one of those pitches and you replace it with, like, some guy from baseball history, like their slider or their fastball. Who are you picking?
3: Ooh, that's a tough one. so hmm, I'd probably ditch the two-seam would be the first answer. Um you know, I would love to have a Jacob DeGrom. Actually, I take that back. So I'll ditch my slider and I'll pick up Jacob DeGrom's 94 mile an hour slider. That I will do. That's fair. That's, Fine, that's very me. fair. I, I'll, I mean, will take a, 90- a Go yeah, ahead.
0: It's like 95 with yeah, it. It's just stupid.
3: Yeah. It's so, so I'm happy with a 94 mile an hour slider. I'll, I'll take that any day of the week.
0: All right. And the last question we asked everybody if you could go back and watch one moment in baseball history live in person, what would it be?
3: Ooh, um, God, probably back to that 2015 year, man. I mean, that that World Series game was just, it was special, you know, just being a Royals fan. And, um, you know, obviously I wasn't, you know, born till 03, but, you know, you know, since it had been since 85, we hadn't won one. Um, and you, you grow up with the culture. And then, like I said, the older you get, the more you appreciate it. Um, you know, those two years that we were in it was, you know, I was glued to the TV every game. And, and that, you know, that World Series game in and, and 15 that we won it was uh, – I, I'd go back and watch that any day of the week.
1: I was at that game.
3: That's lucky. Outstanding. Lucky.
1: Outstanding. I almost fought the entire no, did almost fight the entire stadium, but I, I don't think I've ever been in a stadium around bigger meanie heads. There you say, go. That's a good one than, there you than go. the Mets fans. I've never yeah. been in a stadium full of angrier people than Mets fans.
2: Yep. It was kind of unbelievable.
3: Yeah, it's uh
2: it's all right though. We won. They lost. And it's okay. Not gonna feel bad for them one second.
0: Well, Ben, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, have a great rest of your your off season there. You know, winter camp, spring training on the way. Season, you know, best of luck. Hopefully, we'll get to talk to you again sometime soon as uh, you're making your way through the ranks.
3: Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me.
0: Absolutely.